I'm good. Oh, wow, am I good. I am sweet, though. Y'all can be seated, please. Huh? At least my wife thinks I'm sweet, right? And that's really the, the most important thing. I'd like to um, thank my wife and our, uh, our youngest son for being here. This is my wife of 29 years. Linda, wave at them. Would you wave, please? And we have our, our youngest son with us, Seth. He's with us, and uh, we do have a... Uh, uh, a son that's 26 and one that's tw- a daughter that's 24 who's fixing to have our first grandbaby. So, and possibly could be while we're here. I mean, it's close. I mean, it could be, you know, she, uh, uh, but in the next week for sure. So we're, we're excited about that. Um, I wanted to share on faith because Pastor Justin had, uh, had indicated that that's what uh, the topic had been. And it's one of my favorite. How many of you love faith? Right? You got to love faith, right? Because of all the reasons that it's impossible to please God without. Right, right? I mean, you just, I mean, how are you going to do that? How many of you want to please God? Man, you can't have a better calling than that. Amen? I mean, pleasing God. And so uh, I want to share a little bit uh, uh, about uh, faith uh, all around it. But more specifically, I want to talk to you about doing it with God. You ever tried faith without him? Let's all be honest. We have, we've all tried to be, to do faith without God and, and you can't, you know, how many, how many of y'all are, are Pentecostal, Holy ghost, fire breathing, devil casting out. I mean, you know, we could go down the list. That's, I mean, I know, I know this is the place, you know, I mean, y'all are the people, but how many of you have tried to do faith? The only thing was that you, you left the partner out, right? I mean, you know, I mean, and, and I don't think God gets mad at us. I think he looks down and says, watch this. This is going to be great. This is gonna, it's not going to work, but it's going to be great. <laughs> I, I think I've fallen into that many a time. I, uh, you know, I, I, I did, I was, uh, had the, was really blessed to go to school here, uh, for two years and, and then blessed to be, uh, an instructor here. And uh, I really, really did enjoy that. I mean, that was good for me. It grew me, Pastor Justin. I mean, I came a long ways because I, when I started here, uh, school, I had been pastoring one year, and I had actually went to Southwest Believers Convention that year. That was '96. Might have been '95. I don't know. I'd have to pull out my resume and see what year that was. Uh, but. Uh, I went to, I decided I'm going to quit pastoring. Well, I hadn't even made a year. You know, I mean, that's how I was committed to it. You know I mean? One, one year and I was, I was like, man, this, ain't, this is not working. I got it. And there was nothing wrong. I mean, you know, I had a sweet church, a wonderful, I mean, I, I, there was absolutely no reason pastor for, I mean, all the church malfunctions that you've ever heard of wasn't mine. I didn't have that going on. I just decided in myself, I'm, I'm done. And I told Linda, I said, I'm just going to tell, when I say the guys, I meant the, the elders at the church. I said, I'm just going to tell the guys, I, I just quit. And she wouldn't agree with me. Everybody say, thank God for wives. You know, there's a reason why the Bible says it's not good for a man to be alone. <laughs> right? Now, I know that could, I, that could be generic. I mean, you know, I don't mind you spreading that around a little bit. But I, for us, right, it's not good for us to be alone. And thank God I had a wife that was willing to say, I ain't in agreement with that. 
How many of you, how many of you need people in your life like that? Yeah. See, we're always looking for somebody to agree with us. But listen, if we're, if we're going to have a partner in our faith project, every once in a while that partner is going to say, I'm not believing for that for you. That's the kind of partners we need. Let's be honest about it. You can always find somebody to agree with you. But listen, you've got to work to find that one that loves you, that cares for you. And I'm not saying it has to be your wife or your spouse. But I mean somebody who generally has your best interest at heart who will honestly look at you and say, Brother, I just can't agree with you about that. You need people like that. It looks like you got that. Amen. <laughs> yeah, we need that. And so she wouldn't agree with me. And so we went to the Believers Convention, which we've been for I don't know how many years we've been, 29 years we've been going to the Believers Convention in Fort Worth, you know. And so we started pastoring 22 years ago. And that first year I said, I'm going to quit. I'll just tell them I just quit. And so we're, we, we registered as pastors that year because we've been watching all the pastors sit down in there in the good seats. And, you know, we're going to get in on that, you know. And so we registered as pastors. Got our, we got down there. I realized those seats aren't very comfortable down there. <laughs> So anyway, we're, I'm sitting over there and I'm thinking, this is it. This is, and I told Linda, I said, this is the last chance you're ever going to get to sit in the pastor section because I'm, I'm, I'm done. Boy, I tell you what, I say thank God for people who will obey God. Amen. Brother Copeland walks out on the platform, <laughs> has some kind of, you know, I mean, not even preaching or anything. It wasn't ministry time or anything like that. As I remember in my mind, I was just sitting there. And he just stops and he looks over at the pastor section. He says, Pastor, how dare you say you'll just quit? If it's okay, Pastor, if I, if I could got my fat butt under the chair, I'd have hid. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, ooh. I'd been coming to back to the basics. Remember back to the basics here? I've been coming. I had an application for the school on my desk at the house. But I wasn't going to need it now because I'm quitting, right? Uh, God had a different plan. Thank God for my wife and, and God. <laughs> you know, they wouldn't agree with me. How many of you can see you need partners sometime that won't agree with you? Yeah, yeah. You need that. And so, man, guess what happens? I went down after that. As soon as that service was over, bam, I'm in the book room. I'm at, I'm at the, the school table, and I'm talking to Dave Bridges. And I said, man, I'm, I'm, how, how, when does school start? You know, when is it? He said, you take this application. I don't need that. I got one at the house. I sent it in. Guess where I was at two weeks later? Right here. <laughs> right here as a student. Man, what if I had... What if I had just said, I quit? Where would I be today? I mean, I don't know. Now, I could always hope that God <laughs> would have done something supernatural and miraculous and got me where I needed to be. Amen? But how many of you know we need to participate with the plan of God? And that takes faith. I mean, that takes faith. You have to have faith to do that. And I am just so thankful that I had the opportunity to, you know, participate in what God had for me. And really, it wasn't, it wasn't my faith. 
it was the faith of God and it was Linda's faith and the, the fact that, you know, somehow in our young, weird minds, we thought we were called and we believe we were now. We look back at, you know, I mean, you, you know, when you're young, you don't know everything. <laughs> it, you, but you have to outgrow that. Yeah. And, maybe, and maybe you have teenagers, you know what I'm talking about. You, know, <laughs> right. you have to outgrow that fact that you don't know it all yet. And so, man, what a blessing to have the opportunity for me. Now, you got to realize, we're talk, you're talking to a, a kid that grew up at Possum Kingdom Lake. Anybody ever heard of Possum Kingdom Lake? Yeah. Yeah, I grew up there. My grandmother owned property there before the lake was there. And so my family still, my family still has property there. And so I grew up there. But listen, I'm as, when you get to Possum Kingdom... You are in West Texas, but the terrain changes on the other side of the lake, and it starts looking like New Mexico. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it gets, it gets there in a hurry. And so, man, I grew up in a rural community. I grew up, you know, country. I grew up, you know, you know Texas. I mean, West Texas type, you know. I never in my wildest dreams as a kid saw myself as a preacher. No, that wasn't, that wasn't on the deal. You can forget that. Jason, I wasn't going to be a preacher. No, that was not the calling. I remember when I was a little kid, mom watched uh, 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 all kinds of Christian programming in the morning. So me and my brother get dressed for school watching, uh, you know, Marilyn Hickey and, and uh, 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 Jimmy Swagger. And I'm sorry about that. You saw that spit fly, didn't you? Did you see that? Was a... Next, next, if you ever invite me back, which you may never. She won't sit on the front row. I bet she was, she's like, forget that. Okay, all right, as long as, she's, long as she's good for it. So I grew up with that. Well, I heard, I heard Marilyn Hickey one time preach. Uh, she was teaching on, on, on the different offices in the church, and she got to the one who was an exhorter. And I thought, I'm no preacher. I'm no teacher. But you know, I could be an exhorter, I thought, because of the description. Because that, that was somebody who went around and, you know, made people feel good and encouraged them and got them going. I thought, I mean, here I am. I'm, you know, I'm in the sixth grade, whatever. And I decide that's what I'm going to be. <laughs> not a preacher, not a teacher though. Cause you got to, you got to stand in front of everybody. You know, an exhorter can do it kind of, you know, covertly behind the scenes and all that kind of, that's, it was in my mind, you know, but do you know, to this day, what I like to do, I like to encourage people. I like to say, pastor, you do a good job, man. You're doing it. I mean, you, you got it going on. I mean, it's going to be good. It's going to work. I still love to do that. I mean, you know, you don't have to give up one calling of God to step over into the other. See, a lot of times, well, I'm not called. I'm not called to the children's ministry anymore. I'm called to adults. Oh, come on. Man, if you, you have never, you look, come, can we be on We're in church, right? So we can be honest. Adults are the most childish group you'll ever want, right? I heard, I heard Pastor Nichols here say one time, he said, you know, if you're called, because he's preaching to a Bible school class, and he says, uh, he says, you think you're called in the ministry, go to your local church and volunteer for the children's program. And, and he said, I know. Some of you say, well, I'm not called to the children. He said, well, if you can't handle the children, don't ever think you're going to handle adults. You can forget that. That's good. That's good advice. I mean, that's, that's true. I mean, if you... 
If you think you're gonna, if you think you've got trouble with six-year-olds, wait till you get a 60-year-old. And listen, wait till you get a 75-year-old deacon that's been in your church for longer than anybody can remember. And he says, I was here before you got here. I'll be here when you're gone. <laughs> you think that doesn't happen? How many of you have raised up in a denominational church? You come, because you may know kind of what I'm talking about. I'm not knocking them. I, that's where I come from, you know, but that's the way it is. I'm pastoring my mom. I'm pastoring my Sunday school teachers. I grew up in the church I pastor in. I grew up there. I mean, I was raised there. Yeah. And years later, here I am pastoring it. Now 22 years worth, you know. And so the elders in my church, they're, they're, my, they're the people that raised me. You know, I mean, they're the ones that are there. Man, I mean, you know. So I can't take credit. Everybody say, I can't take credit. I can't take credit. For what God has done in my life. No, 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 no. It took God. It took my wife. It took Brother Savell. It took, a, it took a team here at the school. It took Brother Copeland. It took Brother Justin. I'm telling you, it takes, uh, it takes a crew to keep this guy going. I guarantee you. I don't take any credit for it on it for all. I mean, none. I, just, I, I don't take credit for it. What I am trying to do and always have, I, I thought I was, but as we grow, how many of you know you, you grow a little bit and you realize, I thought I was doing it. And then you realize, no, I really wasn't. Doing it. And so I've always tried to be in faith. But then I look back after several years and I realize there wasn't enough faith in that. Uh, you know. <laughs> but God, God comes through anyway, right? So y'all don't, don't think, well, I don't have enough faith to get it done. No, that's not, that's not the message tonight. That's not what I'm trying to get across to you. What I'm saying is, is we need to grow in it. We need to recognize when we need to grow in it and we need to move on. And it's not just for us so that we can see great things, you know, done for us and or in our ministry or whatever. But so that, so that you will have the opportunity in the future to impart into a man like me who was trying to quit. That's good. That's good. See? Yeah. And, and, and when, you, when, you start, when you start down that path and you start realizing, man, I need, I need to believe God so that the things that I say will inspire other people. To believe God. And we're going to see that in the scripture here in a minute. We'll see what, we'll see how that fits in. And so it's important that we not only, uh, know what God has said for us and, and walk in it, follow that path, but then we allow other people to speak into our lives. And, and let me, let me qualify that. Don't take advice from everybody, right? I mean, everybody doesn't have a word for you. But, but, but here's the thing is, don't you know when someone is speaking to you and it is the voice of faith, don't you recognize it? I mean, people say things to me all the time. People say things to you all the time, but every once in a while, something you, you hear in your life. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Why? You know why he is? Because it had faith in it. It had faith in it. You know, if I just walk up to you and say, hey, brother, looks like, oh, you're doing good, man. You're looking good, man. Everything's going good. Praise God. Well, that, that may be very nice. <laughs> and I'm not saying you can't be nice. You should. But there wasn't enough faith in that, right? You, I mean, in my delivery. I mean, you know. 
But how many of you know there could be, you know, if I, if, if I was, you know, man, the, you're going to make it. You're doing good. The Lord's going to use you. And you start, you can hear the faith. You can tell there's faith in it. You can tell that there's, it's not just flippant talk. It's not just, well, let me, let me give you a piece of my mind. No, that's not what we want. I want faith. See, I want faith. I want somebody to speak faith into my life. Now that's not to negate the fact that God gives us faith. And that's certainly not any indication that we don't need to stir up our own faith and walk in faith and, you know, build our faith and all the things that go along with it. But listen, we need people to speak into our lives and we just need to watch. And, and you know, if everybody's saying something to you, you just need to be and make sure that the one that you're getting that, that it is the voice of faith. Yeah. Yeah. Right. See, and how many of you can say, you know, the difference. Yeah. Right. So there's a difference. I mean, you know, and, and, I, and I believe you do. I believe you know the difference. I want you to look this uh, evening uh, in Amos chapter 3. If you want to turn there, you can. Amos chapter 3 in the New King James Version says this. Can two walk together unless they are agreed? Can two walk together unless they are agreed? If we're going to go somewhere with a partner, then what do we need to do? We need to agree. We need to be in agreement about what the path is, what the plan is, where we're going, those kind of things. The message translation says this. Do two people walk hand in hand if they aren't going to the same place? Me and you can't grab hands and decide to go to the kitchen. And, and me decide to go through that door and you decide to go, you know, out the back door and around. And we can't go. I mean, we can't go together unless we agree. We'll go down here, turn left, go through there. I mean, there's got to be some, you know, basic plan of agreement about what we're going to do. How many of you think we ought to agree with God? Yeah. We ought to agree with God. Well, if... If we're gonna if we're gonna go where God wants to go, how many of you want to go where God wants to go? How many want to go where God wants to take you? How many of you want to be in the plan of God? How many of you want to be in the purpose that God has for you? Well, then guess what we've got to do? We got to walk with God. We got to agree with Him. Now, after 22 years of pastoring, I think God knew what He was doing when He called me. I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with God now. But I told you the story. That first year, Shane wasn't agreeing with God. Because what was I going to do? I'll just tell those guys I just quit. I wasn't in agreement. Everybody say, thank God. Man, I'm so thankful that I, I didn't go my own way. And I'm thankful I had people around me to, to help me, you know. Now, I don't know about all of y'all, but when, when Brother Copeland stands on the platform and says, how dare you, Pastor, say you're just going to quit, that got my attention. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I mean, that's, that, 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 that shook me. I realized. But you know what? I didn't get mad. I didn't get sad. I didn't decide, well, you know, I, no. What did I do? Boy, I, I hot-footed it down and found out how 
How am I going to get in this school? How am I going to stay in pastoring? Because I realized, you know, um, I, I, you know, I grew up in a country church. So, you know, pastor eats fried chicken and preaches on Sunday. I mean, that's what preachers do, you know. <laughs> that's what. And play golf. Yeah, yeah. Well, now, that's if you're in Fort Worth, you play golf. You. Yeah, that's what people think. Yeah, play golf, eat fried chicken, and, and preach on Sunday, you know. And uh, Wow. You know what I found out the first year? A whole lot more to pastoring than that. Everybody say, thank you, Pastor Justin. <laughs> I guarantee you, you know. I mean, it's, it, it's not easy, you know. I mean, but, uh, you know, when you're called to do it, man, you, you better, right? Whatever you're called to, you better do it. I mean, you can't, you can't chicken out on it. You're not going to be happy. You're not going to be happy. I mean, you know. If I thought I was going to be happy not pastoring and going back to doing what I was doing, I was going to be sadly mistaken. And, man, I'm just thankful for that. And so if we're going to walk somewhere, go somewhere, especially with God, then we need to agree with him. And everybody can see that that's going to be a faith project. Amen. Because I guarantee you, when you start doing what God calls you to do, it's going to take faith. It's not possible without faith. You can't do what he's calling you to do without faith. And I, I, I think in my life I have seen this happen and in other people's lives and I've heard the testimony of it and you will recognize this. But you know you can sometimes tell whether it's your idea or God's idea. If it's your idea you can probably figure out how to do it. If it's God's idea there's no way you're going to figure out how to do it. It's going to take faith. I mean it's going to take faith. It's going to be bigger than you. Now, my, I, I, I grew up uh, in, a, in a little town that plays basketball. And so I was a pretty good basketball player for the, for the area. You know, pretty good. And uh, so uh, academics weren't high on my list. Right? So uh, I graduated my, my 12th grade year. I, uh, I took test and I had a third grade reading level. Yeah, you know, but you know, when you're in a small school that plays sports, there's just, I, mean, I know y'all think, oh, this don't happen. How many of you know it happens? Yeah. Kids just get passed on. You know, it happens. It happens. And so, uh, man, I was never going to be, I was never going to be a speaker. I was never going to be a, you know, I, none of that. I was going to be a, I was going to be an engineer. I thought, you know, that's what I went to college for. And, uh, Ended up, you know, not doing that. <laughs> uh, but ended up working at a place, running equipment, and uh, working at a dam, Moore Shepherd Dam at Possum Canyon Lake. And the dam was moving; it was moving downstream. You know, when a dam moves, that's kind of not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not good. And this wasn't one of those earth dams. This is a hollow core, but massive buttress style concrete on both sides. You know. Hoover Dam cop, you know, looking, you know, and you're like, it's moving. So I got hired on as a mechanics helper, ended up as lead man on the day crew, worked with the engineers from Freeze and Nichols who installed equipment down there, ended up getting a job with the Brazos River Authority monitoring that equipment. People say, what do you do? I watch the dam move. Boy, that gets their attention, you know, whatever. <laughs> 
And so students, engineering students had come up from Stephenville and I'd take them on a tour, show them what we were doing there. And they'd say, where'd you go to school? Uh, I didn't. <laughs> uh, what kind of degree do you have? Uh, don't. How'd you get this job? <laughs> well, let me tell you, it wasn't my talent or my doing. Everybody say, thank God. Thank God. Thank God. I got a job that I shouldn't have had. Anybody ever had one of those? Yeah. And say, thank God. <laughs> thank God. Yeah. You know, thank God. Uh, a few years ago, I ran for Justice of the Peace. Y'all know who the Justice of the Peace is around here? Oh, good. I, I don't. <laughs> I mean, you've got a bunch of them here in Tarrant County. Uh, man, I, I ran for Justice of the Peace, and so I'm a judge. Yeah, have to be a judge. Yeah, it's great, you know. I mean, I guess. <laughs> Been doing it nearly eight years now. You know, I never thought I was going to be a judge. That wasn't on the list, brother. You know, I mean, that wasn't the deal. Everybody say, thank God. You know what? There were people who came to me and said, hey, we need you to run for this office. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, I had a brother that I went to a meeting. I was telling Pastor Justin in the back. I went to a meeting, a men's meeting breakfast, and it was a, a professional football player, retired there, was the, the, the speaker that morning. And, and so I had a little ministry time afterwards, and I was sitting at the table there, and he looked over at me, and he said, you're going to be uh, involved in politics one of these days. And I thought to myself, I thought, I'm, I'm already interested in politics. You know, I mean, I like to keep up with it. I like to vote. Yeah. I thought that was what politics meant, going and voting, you know. <laughs> oh, I had a, I, I, didn't, I didn't know what that, you know, at the time, I didn't know. But then as the years go by, guess what? Can you see people speaking into your life? See, now you got to know what the, you got to know which ones to listen to and which ones not, right? How do you know? How do you know? You listen for that faith. Mm, yeah. So you listen for that faith. You listen for them to speak that word of faith. Because they're believing what the Lord gave them is for you. And they're exercising faith. And you've got to be able to hear that. You've got to be able to recognize it. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You've got to be able to recognize that. And so that, you don't have to be mean to the other people, right, that don't have faith. <laughs> I'm not talking about being, that's, that's not from the Lord. You, know, and you don't have to. Just thank, thank you, thank you, brother. Go on. You, know, you don't have to be mean about it. You know? Listen, what, what they're saying is not critical. What you're receiving is. See what I'm saying? I mean, now, from their standpoint, them being faithful to, to speak it is, is vital. But what you're receiving is the key part for you, yes. right? That's, true. That's the key part for you. So and so we need to, we need to watch for those areas in our lives where that happens in uh second Corinthians. We'll just go through a few scriptures here and we'll move on in second Corinthians chapter five and verse six, it says this. So we always, so I'm sorry. So we are always confident having uh, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, yes, well pleased, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well pleasing to Him. 
For we all must appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Verse 7 says there, we walk by faith, not by sight. Now what I want you to see here is, is he's using two contrasting parts of us and times of our life to illustrate this walking by faith and not by sight. And the two are while we're in this body and when we're not in this body. How many of you are excited for the out of body part? And the older we get, the more exciting that becomes. Like, even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. <laughs> I mean, anytime's a good, I mean, today's a good day. You know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally convinced that the rapture is before the tribulation. So any day's a good day. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm ready to be out of this body and be in a, in a, in a glorified body, a resurrected body. Amen. But he's using these two contrasts here to say, whether you're in the body or whether you're out of the body. And then what he say? The aim is to be pleasing to God. But notice what he says in the, right in the middle of that, he says, we don't walk by all this stuff on the outside we can see. We walk by faith. How many of you believe one of these days you're going to go to what we call heaven, right? Right? You're going there. I mean, one of these days we're going to be on the new earth with the new Jerusalem, with the pearly gates, with the streets of gold, with the, I mean, we're going to be there. Amen. How many of you believe that you can put your faith out there for that? Amen. I mean, you can, you can stretch your faith all the way to glory. But what about that knee of yours? Uh Oh, uh Oh, see how, what happened? This was the, we, we had them going there, didn't we? And then we go to, uh Oh, all of a sudden out of the body. Yes. And amen in the body. Oh, preacher, pray for this, right? We're all like that. Don't feel bad. <laughs> so where we're at. But what does the, what does the, the, the word say there? We don't walk by these natural circumstances. We walk by faith. We walk by faith. I mean, faith is what we're, that's where we live. That's where we work. That's where we, I mean, everything is a faith project. You know, now there are some things that take more faith than others. Did you know that? It does. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, we'll get into some doctrinal thing, you know, about, you know, the measure of faith or a measure of faith or whatever. No, but there are some things that in your life, like I didn't have to believe very hard that I was going to wear these boots tonight because they're mine. I put them on every day. You know, I mean, I, that's not not a, not a, you know, a huge thing. You know, well, what kind of faith do you, does it take to, well, I have to believe that they're mine. I have to believe that I have the right to wear them. I mean, and I do, but how easy is that? Super easy, super easy. You know, I, I've got something coming up in my life here in the near future, politically speaking, that, that is bigger than, than I've ever, uh, you know, tackled before. And so I'm having to exercise some faith, brother. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's big. I mean, running for just Southern peace in Palapena County precinct two, it's my home town. It's my people. It's where I was raised. It's where I went to school. It's where I pastor a church. It's where I know everybody. It's where I've buried their grandmothers and I have, you know, 
christened their kids. And we don't really christen, but anyway, the, you know, <laughs> dedicated their children. I mean, you know, as the just of peace, I've signed their, I've signed their, you know, their granny's death certificate. I mean, I, these are my people. You know how easy it is for a guy like that to run for a political office when you, when you, I mean, you from there. No problem whatsoever. None. I'm not bragging. I mean, I guess I am a little bit, but I don't mean to be bragging. I'm just, I'm just saying, I, you know, how much faith would it take me to run for that office again? Zero. Nobody will run against me. I mean, I'm not... It's a small community. I mean, they just won't run against me. But do you know what? When you step out of that area and you go to something bigger, well, you better, you better grab some faith. See? Now, I have all kinds of faith. I'm using faith. If I was going to run for the office that I'm currently in, I've got faith for that. I just, I mean, in, in case you didn't know it, what you were hearing out of me may have sounded a little braggadocious, but it was definitely faith. I'm totally in faith on that I could win that election. This next one coming up, moving out to something else, guess what? You can tell them by the way I'm talking. I'm going to have to bring some faith to this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to. I'm going to bring. So you know what? I'm watching for people who have words of faith. And the only reason I started this to start with was because people were speaking words of faith. They were speaking those words. And I'm I'm grabbing those words and I'm saying, but God, I could do this. I could do this job that I've got as just of the peace and pastor. Probably for I'm 50 years old. So I figure I might, I mean, I might get in another 30 years at both of them. Could happen. In our area, pastors, they just stay until they decide they don't want to. And that's the way it works. Mm-hmm. You stay and stay and stay and stay stay some more. And then they die and then they lament that they died because they don't want to have put together a search committee and go find another one. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's just the way it is. I mean, this is, this is you know. We got, a, we got a judge down there. He'd been a judge down there over 30 years. He hadn't had an opponent. Nobody even remembers the last time anybody ran against him. Nobody even knows when it was. Somebody told me, he said, I think he had an opponent the first year he went in because he ran against somebody else. <laughs> yeah. So it's a little uncomfortable when you have to step out of that area, right? How many of you know what I'm talking about? You've got areas of your life where you've had to step out a little bit. Listen, when you feel like you're having to step out, guess what's happening? God's taking you somewhere. God's taking you somewhere. And and it's going to take some faith. But guess what? We are not left alone. We have the Holy Ghost. We have Almighty God. We've got our big brother Jesus. We have got faithful brothers and sisters in Christ who will speak words of faith into our lives and enable us to take that and run with it. We can do it. But it takes faith. And we need to watch for that faith. In uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, the easy to read version, which I really like. Okay, well, I mean, that wasn't so funny. But <laughs> Third grade reading level, easy to read version. Now, Pastor Justin got it. Anyway, he's on board. Yeah, right. You know. 
It says this about verse 7. New King James says we walk by faith, not by sight. Verse 7 in uh, the Easy Reads Version says this. We live by what we believe will happen, not by what we can see. We live by what we believe will happen. How many of you have heard this definition of Bible hope? Is the earnest expectation of what I believe will happen. That's Bible hope. That's not a wishing and a praying. Right? That's, I have earnest, very determined, very high expectation about what's going to happen. Listen, that's the kind of faith that we're talking about. That's the kind of life that we're talking about living is that type of life. In Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4, and you don't have to go there. We'll read through a few scriptures here. You'll recognize these. It says, behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. Listen, if pride can go two ways. One pride is, is by golly, I got this. That could be pride. I'll tell you another type of pride that is just as destructive is, oh, not me. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. Not, I'm not qualified for that. I'm not, listen, I've, I don't know that I've ever done anything I was qualified for. I mean, I wasn't, I, I wasn't qualified to pastor. I had no, I, I had no training, no anything. I wasn't qualified. I, they, I said I would, and they said, oh, great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wasn't qualified to, to be an instructor here. Well, I didn't even, I mean, you know, I never, I'd never done that before. You know, I had no, I, I, had, I had no qualifications for being a, a judge. Well, you got to be an attorney. You got to be that. Not in Texas. <laughs> not for just other peace. You don't have to be. Not le- I mean, a lot of, a lot of judges are, are, are attorneys, but you don't, you don't have to be for just other peace. I mean, Pastor Justin asked me to come over here and preach tonight. What, I mean, what qualifications do I have to be over here? I mean, I got my own church. I could be at preaching tonight. I'm glad I'm here, though. You know, because they get tired of listening to me sometimes. You know, I mean, it's 22 years. You know, they're like, "Oh, thank God, we get to hear somebody else." <laughs> I just, I assume that. You know, I don't know that they would never say that, right? They would never. Oh my goodness! So, when you begin to uh, talk about that pride, where faith is concerned, you know, we don't. Don't get to the point in your life where it's like, I can hear God. I don't need you telling me that. Oh, no, 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 no. Bad place to be. That's just pride straight out. That's just straight out pride, right? Everybody recognizes that. Sister comes up to me and says, you know, Pastor, I just wanted to let you know the Lord, the Lord sees you doing good and he's going to move you into something else. And and I say, oh, no, 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 not me. I couldn't, you know, I, I appreciate that, but I... You know, I just, I'm, I'm not worthy of that. That's just, that's just, you know, the other end of pride. That's right. Yeah, true. It's just the other end of pride. I mean, sometimes humility in itself is prideful. Yeah. You know, and we can't, we can't go either one of those ways. How many of you know there's a, there's a place in the middle where we need to be? Amen. Right. Yeah. 
We need to be in that place where we honor and recognize those that God placed in our lives and the word of God that's working in our life and the, and the, and the lordship of Jesus over our lives. And at the same time, we don't need to get that debased kind where we're, oh, I'm too, I'm too lowly to this, to that. I can't do it. No, we gotta, we gotta rise up and say, okay, Lord, if you said that that's what I'm supposed to do, then I am well able. Not in myself, because I got nothing to bring to this, hardly at all. But if you said I can do it, then I can do it. Everybody say, Joshua and Caleb. Caleb. See, those were the guys. Twelve of them went in, ten of them come back and said, Pastor said, we can't do it. We're, we're, We're grasshoppers in our sight and in their sight. Joshua and Caleb said, you know what? The Lord said we can do it. We're well able. We're well able. Well able in ourselves? No. Well able in the word that was spoken to us? Yes. We are well able. If he said we can, that's all I need to know. Then we can. Now, it does take our faith and our actions and our, I mean, we got to participate, right? If two are going to go to the same place, they got to be agreed. If you're going to go somewhere with God, guess who you need to agree with? You need to agree with God. Right. If God's going to take you somewhere and you have expectation that you're going to end up where he's taking you, guess who you better agree with? God. Yeah, you better agree with him. Now, I'll have to be the first one to admit I hadn't always agreed with God. (laughs) Right? I mean, I hadn't always agreed with him. There have been plenty of times when I'm like, no, God, I don't do that. Have you ever done that when you knew it was God and you still didn't want to do it? Yeah, we all have. We all have. But you know what happens? You, you, you have to kind of be like the, the two sons that the father said, will you go out and help me bring in the harvest? And one said, yes, I will, and didn't go. And one said, no, I am not going with you, and ended up going. And then which one did right? The one that said no, but ended up going, right? right? I mean, we can say yes, yes, yes all day long, but until we grab hold of his hand and say, I'm agreeing with you and I'm going with you. And you know, we could have said no for years, but the minute that we're willing to say, I agree with you and I'm going with you. Guess what? All that in the past goes away and man, you're on track. You're on track then. Why? Because you agreed. You agreed with him and you got in line with him and you, you, you submitted your will to his will. And now you're, you're going where you were supposed to go. I, I'm sure there are things in my life that I could have been doing years ago that I, I, I haven't done yet. But what I'm expecting is, is that one of these days, I'm going to brighten up a little bit, not be as stupid as I always have been, and say yes to that too. And God's going God's to take me somewhere else. Amen. Can you believe for that in your life? I mean, you know, we need to be expecting that in our lives. That we, we, we may not have done it yet. But if we're willing to hear the word of faith and act on it, I believe God can make up the days. Right? He can make them up. I mean, he can take you from where well, you should have been there, you know, 10 years ago. But if you're going to agree with me today... I'm taking you to the head of the line because that's where you're supposed to be. That's where you're supposed to be. And whatever time that, that was, was you think was wasted. Don't worry about that. I mean, we shouldn't just drag our feet 
you know, and then say, oh, well, God will make it out. That, no, we shouldn't have that attitude. But man, when you figure out, wow, I should have been believing God for that. For I should have really been believing God for that. <laughs> it's never too late. Never too late. I mean, Moses was, Moses was 80 years old when God said, go talk to Pharaoh. Spent 40 years in the wilderness with the unbelievers. Now, I have to say, it was Moses' idea to send those 12 in. Have you ever read that? Moses thought, of, he said, I'm going to send them in there. Check that out. Spy it out. I mean, that could be good. But listen, when God tells you to go do something, I'm not talking about being unprepared. But if God tells you to do something, then who are we to try to figure out if it's a good plan or not? (laughs) Right? Yeah. I mean, you you wonder why you got left behind a time or two. Because uh, you over there counting beans and they done eating barbecue over here. You know, I mean, it's done going on. I mean, you, we gotta, we gotta hear God and then just say, okay, you said it. I'm doing it. I'm in. I'm in. I'm agreed. I'm going to agree with you. Romans chapter one, verse seven says this. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Galatians chapter three, verse 11 says this, but that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident for the just shall live by faith. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38 says this. Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. And so we see these statements of faith being made. And then we we realize that if we're going to do what God has called us to do, we've got to be in faith. We've got to be in faith. I mean, we don't have any choice. That's where we're going to have to be. Galatians chapter 3 verse 2 says this, says the... Uh, This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish having begun in the spirit? Are Are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain? If indeed it was in vain. And then verse 5 says this. Therefore, he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Well, it's the the answer is in the question, right? It's not by the doing of the law. It's not by the doing of the natural. Right. That's not where it's at. That's not how God's doing it. He's not working miracles among us because we're working so doggone hard for it. Right? right? We know that. You didn't get saved that way. You know I mean, it's not our righteousness. It's not our doing. Now, we do have a requirement to do. Yeah. I heard Brother Savelle say that the, at the, I don't remember the exact quote, but he said something about, you know, he said, that, I, don't know, I don't know any other way to do it except just get in there and do it. Yeah. I mean, you just got to work. I mean, it's, it's work, you know. I mean, you got to do it. You have to work faith. I mean, you know, and when I say that, I'm not talking about some weird thing. I'm saying on the inside of you, you just have to keep being faithful. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Right. 
See, you just have to keep being faithful. Got a word from the Lord. I'm standing on that word. I'm going to be faithful to that word. I don't have any choice. I have to. That's the way it's going to work. And so uh, in the, the new, uh, new International Version, the NIV, it says this. Verse 2 says, I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the work of the law? And then it uses this phrase. Or by believing what you heard. Or by believing what you heard. Are you so foolish after, uh, after being, uh, beginning by means of the Spirit? Are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? Have you experienced so, so much in vain if it really was in vain? And then verse 5 says, so again, I ask. How many of you know when the Bible says, again? <laughs> That's a key, right? You know, when the Bible says the same thing over again, we ought to be listening. So when, when the apostle asked the question, let me ask you this question. Did, did, did you get the spirit by faith or did you get it by works? And then he turns around again. Let me ask, I mean, you know, this is, we ought to be paying attention to this, right? This is, this is the part that he's emphasizing on. We need to pay attention to that. And so he says, so again, I ask, did God give you the spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law. And then this phrase again. Or by believing what you heard. Now listen, we, uh, we go to Hebrews and get, you know, all the, you know the, the biblical definition of faith. You know, faith is the substance of things over the evidence. Things like, but listen, for just good round talking here tonight. The. The faith that we're talking about is, did you believe what you heard? Did you believe what you heard? Man, we, we, we've got to. We don't have any choice. We don't have any choice but to believe what we heard. The Revised Standard Version of that uses this phrase in verse 2. It says this, it says, did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? Hearing with faith. And then down in verse five, it says the same thing again, the works of the law or by hearing with faith. So when, when we begin to talk about, you know, my faith. You know, I need faith or I, do you have faith or, you know, whatever, whatever questions are coming up or, you know, man, I'm believing for this. We need to make sure that we're hearing with faith. Yeah. Right? right? We need to hear with faith. Right. Scripture talks about it. You know, those who have ears to hear, let them hear. Yeah. Hear what? Hear what the Lord's saying. Hear what's being spoken. Hear it with faith. Right. Listen, you can, you can, you can uh, tell in yourself when you're hearing with faith. You, you can tell when somebody's speaking in faith. And you can tell when you're hearing in faith. Right. And maybe you know the difference. Yeah. I mean, because when somebody speaks in faith, you, it, it hits your life. Whoa, wait a minute. Let me check that out. I, uh, let me hear that again. Yeah. Say that again. I mean, because there's something in it. What's in it? Faith. Yeah. 
Faith's in it. But guess what we have to do? And we have to hear it with faith. Receive it with faith. And so when you put those two together, listen, when the Lord's speaking to you, when the Lord's speaking to you, man, and somebody's speaking faith words into you, and I can tell you, you're the kind of guy that will say, you're going to hear it with faith. You're going to take, you're going to say, okay, I got that. I got that. I'm, I'm in on this. I mean, yes and amen to that, you know. Now, you, I, you don't have to do a charismatic jig or any of that kind of, I mean, you know what I'm saying. I mean, you know, I'm just saying, it's got to go, but it gets on the inside of you, you know. And it starts, I mean, it's in there. And then you start, you start, you know, exercising that. You start speaking that. You start talking about it. You start building, you know, stirring up that faith, you know. And, 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 and when you start doing that, man, the Lord, the Lord, I mean, that's what he's looking for. Right? You remember, the, you remember uh, there's one spot in the scripture that says, I don't know where it's at, uh, but it says this. It says, when he comes back, will he really find faith? And you know what my answer always has been? It's a faith answer, right? I say, yes, he will, as long as I'm here. If I'm here, he's going to find faith. Now, that's a faith statement, right? (laughs) Tom, how are you doing? It's good to see you, sir. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, you got to, you got to, you got to put your faith out there sometime. You know, you got to, every once in a while, you got to take a little, a little chance, you know, it got to be a little risk in it. Especially when you're following God from a natural standpoint. Now, there's no risk in it whatsoever if it's God, right? So, but it'll feel like there's a little, I'm, man, I'm like, oh God, I'm stepping out here a little bit. I mean, he's ever stepped out in faith. That's why, that's why we use that phrase because <laughs> it feels like that. It's like, okay, God, <laughs> here we go. But you know what? He's faithful, right? Is he faithful even when we're not faithful? He's still faithful. Amen. What a wonderful God we have. Absolutely a wonderful God. One more translation. Galatians chapter 3 verse 5 says this. God gives you the spirit. He does wonderful works among you. Does he do this because you obey the law? No. He does it because you heard the word of God and believed it. How how did God do something in your life? He spoke a word to you and you believed it. He spoke a word to you and you believed it. Everybody say faith. Faith. Say, I can do that. I can do that tonight. I can do that tomorrow. I can do that next week. I can, I can hear what God said and I can believe it. Listen, we're going to walk by faith. If we're going to agree with God and go where he's going, then we don't have much choice but to hear what he has to say, hear the words of faith, hear those words with faith, act on them appropriately and believe that it's going to come to pass. Hear the word and believe it. Maybe you say amen to that.
Praise the Lord. I want to thank Pastor Justin for inviting me over tonight. God bless you, sir. I appreciate that. Enjoyed being here. God bless all of you. Pastor Justin, please come. I think I'm out of time. Are you?